0: Hi, this is Mark Hoke. Has out-of-control inflation, gas prices, and grocery costs wrecked your wallet? Then check into automated day trading with Trading Made Easy. Trading Made Easy has spent five years helping people put cash in their pockets with their simple-to-use day trading software. So if you're ready to leave that 9-to-5 job behind, visit TradingMadeEasy.com or call 800-971-4160 to sign up for a free live training seminar right now. That's TradingMadeEasy.com. 1015 FM, 720 AM. K-DON, the talk of Las Vegas.
2: Joe DeFalco, and your host,
0: Mark Hoke. Well, howdy, everybody. Howdy, howdy, howdy. As the kids like to say, if you don't know what we're talking about, you'll find out. But apparently, that that uncle that kind of scared you a little bit, yeah, he's real. And it's not good. But, of course, uh, I'm Mark Hoke. Thanks for being with us on the Mark Hoke Show. Here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM, the talk of Las Vegas. And I am here with my co-pilots, the gentleman that helped me keep this ship from crashing. Not unlike the plane, apparently, that the boys in the AWA were using back in the day. Andrew Fishfane sitting over there. Fishman, what's going on? It's another Sunday. That's it? That's it. You know I'm going to drag you in here we We're gonna. Here's what I'm going to do, Fish. I'm going to take you to do your sports bets at about six o'clock, and then we're going to get you all caffeined up. Yeah, it's, already, going, it's already done that. Yeah. Well, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna double dose you. That's what we're going to do. If you do say so. Okay. That and I say so. I do. My show. Um, and, and of course, from future stars of wrestling coming off an amazing night over at the Silver Nugget, all sorts of shenanigans and hijinks going on over there, Joe DeFalco. Joe, how are you?
2: Doing all right. You know, a little tired, but uh, we had our annual Halloween show last night, so that was uh, – that ended up being, you know, good for the fans. They love seeing the gimmick battle royal. The younger guys dress up as uh, their favorite wrestlers. So it's always a fun little battle royal match that we uh, uh, we do in character.
0: Wow, that sounds pretty cool. Well, glad you had a fun... Did the, did the gobbledygooker win it?
2: Uh, no, actually, uh, the big show won it.
0: Oh, okay. The big
2: show? Yes, Mondo Rocks performed as the big
0: show. Oh, very interesting. Well, that sounds like a fun night. Of course, you want to check out what's going on at FSW Vegas. Well, that's, well, FSWVegas.com. Pretty simple. And plus, you know, if you want to be a wrestler and maybe get your butt kicked by Matt Vandegrift, you can get tutelage down there as well. So go to FSWVegas.com and check he's it out. He's running scared. He, trust yes. me. He's not running scared. Another I,
2: big victory last night from Matt Vandegrift beating Jordan Oasis.
0: Yeah, he's looking good. Looking good. And and I spoke to Vandegrift at Mecca. He's not running scared from you. Fish. He should be. No, he shouldn't. Absolutely not. Not for a second. But there are a few people that are might be running scared out there in the world of professional wrestling. A lot of, not a massive news week, but some interesting stuff going on. And I suppose let's lead it off with everything, with this whole situation with AEW. Apparently, All Elite Wrestling and the gang over there have completed their investigation. It is over. It, it, was, it was all, it, it's such a bunch of BS. Well, they did what they had to do. And the the funny part here is, of course, Ace Steel was fired, fired a couple weeks ago, somehow stunningly to his dismay. I, I don't know how he was not uh, aware that that could happen, considering he bit somebody and hit someone with a chair. I'm you sure know? he's shocked that the sun rises every morning, too. Yeah, absolutely.
2: He was protecting the dog.
0: Come on. He was protecting Kenny Omega's dog. That story, by the way, bogus. So no, don't. that's CM Punk's dog. Yeah, it's CM Punk's dog. But, mm. yeah, but um, yeah, it, was it was a dog. dog.
2: Got hit with the door. The dog was right by the door and got
0: hit with it. Supposedly, but that that apparently has been debunked.
2: Are you are you are you accusing these guys of saying uh, in, inaccurate
0: things? Uh, possibly. I think I think that accusation is very fair.
2: Very. You know, fair. They're adults. They would never do a thing like that.
0: No. God forbid. No. But. Apparently, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega were backstage at Dynamite this week. Animals, they're animals. So wait a minute—they've been cleared and, and they're okay to come back.
1: But CM Punk and A Steel aren't. Wow, didn't see that coming. No,
0: definitely not. But, but uh, the weird, but here is the weird thing about this story to me is that CM Punk they're they're they've said that they're gonna buy him out and they're negotiating over the the no you know how much time he's gonna have to sit out, but they they haven't made an announcement yet, and this is what is kind of strange to me about the whole thing is you would think that if cm Punk was officially done with the company that someone at some point would have said something, and I'm still wondering if there's if something is happening behind the scenes that they are kind of holding back Uh, on. No, but
1: the longer they wait to announce it and actually release him, the longer the non-compete clause goes. So if they don't release him for another month, then that's an extra month that he's in non-compete. So the longer it takes, the more he's not going to be anywhere else. Yeah.
0: I'm I'm just really curious that they haven't officially said, hey, you're out
2: of here. You're going to be.
0: Yeah. we're, We're talking about, you know, of course there's rumors Triple H wants to have him come back. Maybe. They're not sure. But... I, you know, I still wonder, guys. I don't even think
1: it's, it's Triple H because you have to remember when Punk was doing that backstage show for WWE. Fox wanted him to come back. Fox wants him back on SmackDown. But do you? Well, well, first, do you think and they there's
2: did whatever they could not to have him come back? I don't. I don't. I don't see him coming back anywhere.
1: I would tend to agree with you, but you know, if it, it, and and Triple H has always been one, and I hate to use this term because it's the term they use all the time. If it's best for business, that's what they're gonna do. And if Fox says we want him and they're able to get him, that's gonna be huge for their business. And especially when it comes time to re up the
0: contract. Well, I but I have I have hesitancies on both sides. Is number one to me what if you are looking at what's be best for business for AEW? To me, that would be figure out a way to work this out. Now I know that the it, locker room's against him and everything else, and and he really screwed up. And I, I'm not I'm not saying he's going to be coming back, but wouldn't it be best for AEW if no, they could find because- a way to? So, the, the biggest difference is AEW
1: doesn't have the structure that WWE has, which is why he would be, succeed more in WWE because it's much more structured. As he, there's The lanes are much tighter in WWE than there are in AEW. And that creative freedom and then the freedom he has to roam is where he can get more into more trouble. He can get into less trouble in WWE just because it's so structured and so tight. Joe, what do you think about that?
2: Uh, I think he's burned too many bridges and... The thing is, if this was the only issue and incident that happened with him in AEW, then I could see them possibly doing it. But I think this was just the straw that broke everything's back. It was like you just over the last months before all this happened, you just started hearing different things about a lot of people just not happy with the way he was and, you know, whether this is the perfect storm to get him out. And, you know, you're talking about buyouts, but it's like if, you know, in situations you've seen in in, in other sports where if it's kind of detrimental to, to the business and things that you've done, you, you don't get paid. You know, it, it's kind of like now it becomes a lawsuit because, you know, you got fired for cause. And if you get fired for cause, then the company's not responsible to pay all your back money. So the question is, do they want to fire him for cause, but they figure it's going to take too long or whatever it is. And, you know, in the past you'd say, "Ah, well, you know, let him move on WWE. It's like, I, I, I don't, I think there's too many people there. That have issues with him from still from before. And then they saw what happened in AEW, and maybe they were saying, hey, time heals all wounds, but after they see because I'm pretty sure all the WWE guys and they're tight with a Jericho and a Moxley and they're going to say, yeah, this guy's out of his mind. He did this and he did that because there's so many things that we don't know that may have happened that, you know, you heard little things, but you never really heard exactly, you know, the meat and potatoes of it all. So I kind of, you know, again, Can I be wrong? Absolutely. But I don't think he's coming back anywhere.
1: I I see two issues. And one is that Tony Khan has to shoulder as much blame as anybody else because he allowed it to happen, especially during the presser when he was sitting right next to him. And secondly, the reason the biggest problem with firing for cause and then having a lawsuit is that's going to air some dirty laundry that maybe AEW. and I don't know what it is. Maybe AEW doesn't want to get out there because in a lawsuit, anything's going to be fair game. Right.
2: and well, I've heard a lot of dirty laundry about Tony Khan, so, you know, is it, has he done something in front of a CM Punk that, you know, maybe they don't want to be exposed and they say, hey, here's $10 million. shut the hell up and get out of here.
1: I mean, they could do what the Rockets did with John Wall last year, which is
0: basically pay him to stay home. I almost wonder if that's what's going to end up happening. I really do. Uh, it, the, the situation with – I mean, this situation is – going to be very tricky because if you if you end up negotiating a no compete clause which is apparently what's holding all this up you're going to pay him something but you know but do you really want to mess with it you know do you want to or do you just want to say you know what just go away
1: it may i mean at some point it may be better for them just to cut their losses completely and sever ties but at the same time,
2: and again, it if, goes back to hey, do they believe what he did was so egregious that uh, you know what? Maybe, maybe we owe him ten million, and maybe we can get out of it and pay him four. Who knows? And again, you know, money is obviously meaningless to to them. You know, we spend twenty bucks, like Tony Khan spends twenty million, so.
1: I mean, but it, it's best for them just to say, you know, have CM Punk show up and say, you know, we don't have anything for you this week. Stay home. Then you don't have to sign a non-compete clause. The non-compete clause is the contract he has with AEW, even if he's not on the air.
0: Well, and and of course, on Punk's side of it, it I, I would imagine he's either got a three or five year contract. Does he want to sit out that long? And it may you know, not be up to him. Yeah. But I'm just, you know, in terms of his side of things, if he's trying to negotiate his way out of this. Let's say I want out of here. I'm done. And
1: But it, but like I said, if they don't want him to go to WWE and the non-compete clause is the issue, all AEW all is to say is we have a contract. We're paying you. We're living up to our end of the contract by paying you. That's all there is to it. You can't work anywhere else. So go home. Well, but then it he... was
2: the same thing with Mustafa Ali and then uh, Sasha Banks and, and the other one. It was like you want to be released? Too bad. Now that becomes the option... Of the of the company, if that's what they want to do.
0: See on, I don't, I don't, but what I'm saying on his end is, do you say, well, you know, Mike? Let's see, his contract was for twelve million dollars. Pay me three, let me get out of here, and give me a ninety day no compete, so I can. Continue but he's my got career. the problem
1: is he's got no leverage because and, and Joe's right because money is no issue. AEW will do whatever AEW wants to do, and it doesn't matter what he says.
2: But- probably already been part of the negotiations of hey CM Punk, what's it going to take, you know, for us to cut ties and 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 you know probably offers have been made on on both sides and AEW and again maybe that's why it's taken so long. It's like hey we'll give you two. Well I want seven. Hey we'll do three. Well maybe I'll take five. You, you, you know what I mean? And it's like at that point a CM Punk is probably trying to negotiate and leverage and, and seeing, because who is it going to be, New Japan? They ain't going to pay him that kind of money. Impact? Of course not. So it's like, hey, he's going to put out feelers with WWE and, and, and see if it's worth you know the opportunity. It's like a fired coach. You either take the money or you say, hey, I'm going to do a buyout because I know I'm going to get another job. You don't take a buyout unless you're going to get another job. So you're going to you're going to wait. And CM Punk had no problem sitting out for how many years? Five, exactly. six, seven, whatever. So most people say he's, you know, kept his money, saved it well. And he's also in a position where money doesn't matter in terms of, oh, well, I got to go back to wrestling. He could care less.
0: Yep, I would agree. And uh, by the way, speaking of your you guys' comments about everybody talking back and forth, There was a story that broke from uh, Fightful Select uh, that the night of the incident, that Jericho apparently pulled him aside and had a big discussion with him. Come to Jesus meeting. And said that he was a cancer to the locker room and a detriment to AEW. And uh, Jericho was apparently very angry about Punk's perceived lack of professionalism and decorum during his press conference appearance, as well as the events of the backstage fight. So... If Jericho was
2: very professional in his response, he
0: said, "It's
2: none of your business."
0: Yeah, and and I and I just wonder that if if I want, I just wonder if he was out the door at that moment too. I mean, it's it's this whole thing is just Punk, bizarre. I, I think Punk doesn't care, and he wants if, if he he
1: feels like if he's going to be released, he wants to punish AEW the best way he can or whatever it is, and cost the most amount of money. And piss them off the most by doing something like joining W. Even if he doesn't want to, he may want to do it just to piss off AEW. Well, and let me ask you guys this though: Do do you really think that WWE wants him back? I think to a certain extent because just because of the pop, just because of the the publicity, and again, the reason one of the re- the biggest things about them signing Cody Rhodes wasn't that it was Cody Rhodes. It was they took him from AEW.
0: I mean, Joe, if you're WWE, would you want CM Punk on the roster?
2: Again, now you got to take a list and you put all the positives and you put all the negatives. And like, to me as a person, I just think the negatives far outweigh the positive. I I think, you know, it's kind of like that Jeff Hardy thing, you know, we've heard it. Like I could see Jeff Hardy coming back to either company, but I just think CM Punk, you know, there gets to be a point. It's like with me when I deal with people it's like, you know, they can crap all over you, you bring them back, and you never say never. But there comes a point to where it's like, you know what, it, it's just not worth the aggravation. And I think CM Punk has proven that it's not really worth the aggravation.
0: The juice isn't worth the squeeze. Yes, and and honestly, I would agree at this point. I just think, I think Mr. Brooks has kind of just really lost his mind in AEW. And if, got if it got too big for his britches and if it was
1: and, if it was reversed, I'd completely agree. If he was if it was leaving WWE to go to AEW. But again, I think the big difference is A, that he's been in WWE, but B, the structure there won't allow him to have the exact same kind of attitude or the same issues in WWE. Yeah. I'm not suggesting they should sign him. I'm just saying it's easier for him to go to AEW and WWE and be accepted and have things turn around than it would be going the other way around.
2: And the bottom line is we have had now a long period of time to see what his value is. And, of course, initially his value bumped AEW, but recently, you know, he has been no factor in the company's success. And also that's what WWE is going to see because CM Punk's not going to come back for a bare minimum and base of, hey, I'll get bonuses for pay-per-views and I could make upwards of. It's like, you know, he wants that Tom Brady deal. He perceives himself as the top guy. So the top guy, he's got to get three, five million dollars. He wants Brock Lesnar money. You know, he wants that kind of stuff. He's not going to come back as an average dude who's going to come back at a minimum Salary and work his way into getting paid.
1: Yeah, so, and I think Bray Wyatt's return that. to WWE actually hurts his cause because Bray, there's no way he's going to be as popular or as big. I mean, Bray Wyatt's already the number one merchandise seller in WWE, and he's only been back for what a week, two weeks. Yeah,
0: get your get your uh, yeah. It's, it's,
1: roll. It, it, punk's role or, or Punk's uh, place in the company won't be as high as it would have been.
0: Yeah, and, I, and then.
2: And if he did come back he's he's gonna expect to be put in this great position and then if he's not, who's to say he doesn't quit again and just walks out? Like there's I don't I don't see any any value in him coming back unless you're so enamored with him and you wanna make him, you know, on scale with the Bray Wyatt. Like CM Punk's not gonna you know, come back and, and be on the scale of even you know, you know, we joke about Happy Corbin and, and guys like that, but he's he's not going to even be in the same league as Rey Mysterio, who still isn't getting, you know, great love. But he's been around forever, and he deserves the respect. I, I don't CM Punk, I just don't think he'll be happy with the role he'd be given, and that's good. that's what turn would turn it off from day one, to the minute they talked.
1: And that's the sad part about it is he's done it to himself. He has caused this issue or, or, or the fact that he wouldn't. You're right. He wouldn't be as
0: big as he could have been, and, it, and it's all on him. And, of course, by the way, this is the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM Talk of Las Vegas, the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. And, you know, the other factor for me with with him is he's old. That, too. And and that's why I think that he doesn't want to sit out very long because let you know. Let's say, let's say Tony Khan would say, you know what, you're going to sit out your contract, and he's got to wait three years to get back in the ring. Well, he's going to be 46 years old, and look what happened with just this one run with two major injuries happening. He doesn't have Don't the time to sit if
2: he, okay, about getting back in the ring. That's what I'm. That's my personal belief.
1: Yeah, I know, but it, I mean, and is anyone clamoring for? Oh, I can't wait! I have to see CM Punk versus Roman Reigns. No,
2: you know he. He was a guy that, despite saying he hated the fans, they were all dying for him to come back. When he came back, it was the biggest thing in the world. But, you know, he's lost his luster with the fans. Uh, You know, him coming back may have been great for a short period of time, but a lot of people turned against him in that time he came back.
1: Very much so.
0: Yeah, I just, I mean, I, you know, I was happy to see him back. And I think there was, you know, he had that shine, and it's like, wow, this is going to be exciting. But you know, in terms of the run itself, it, it was okay. Well, he's also know? had two major injuries. Yeah, I just, I just don't see people, and I, and I think that unfortunately for him, the internet is going to hurt him a lot because everybody's hearing, well, this guy's a jerk. You know, I you know, I want to, I don't want to root for him. You know, I I just I think he's incredibly hurt his brand by how he's behaved. Oh, absolutely. And, and Anna. and then,
2: in comparison, you have a John Moxley who you know a lot of people loved him, a lot of people were like, "Hey, you know whatever, but he's come out of everything looking like you know the greatest person in the world, you know." Giving up his time off, doing all these things, and and being whatever it's perceived as, but he's perceived as the guy who does anything for his company. Chris Jericho, you know, those are those are the guys that are are still getting the love, and you know, I think CM Punk is he's just he's just gonna fade away, and he's just gonna be another one of those guys that had a great run,
1: and. That's it. And it's a damn shame because his legacy could have, as great as it was, could have been so much more, and his legacy has been shot to hell.
0: Yeah, well, i tell you one thing that you could do to uh, oh, don't. fix your fix your legacy. Oh, don't. It's real simple. Go make some money today. You did. Yeah, well, got to make some money today. If you go to com right now and click on the links to go to betonline.ag. You can bet on all sorts of different sports, politics, snooker. Can you bet on Punk's return? Well... And where he returns to? That is not up there yet. Uh-huh, you know. But, you know, you never know. I mean, they've, they've had a bet up there for whether MGF's going to win the world title or not. So you can bet on wrestling, which is really cool. And, of course, we've got Extreme Rules coming up this weekend. So, not Extreme Rules. Crown Jewel. Uh, Crown Jewel, excuse me. So make sure you guys... Go to MarkOakShow.com and click on one of the links over here. There's big banners. You got Ted DiBiase staring you in the eyes, saying, "Get my account. Get an account. Come on! But you can buy a million dollar belt with all the money you're." Having. Everybody's got a price. It's a fifty percent uh, sign up bonus, up to one thousand dollars. All you gotta do is go through our website, please, because that's how we make money off of it. Go and put in the code B O L one thousand, bet online one thousand, and go crazy. Have a great time. You're going to love it. It's betonline.ag. So there you go. Fish. There you have it. Joe,
2: you call 1-800-JOE-WINS, and he gives you all the inside info, wrestling information, and you could be a millionaire in no time.
0: Yeah. Just, you know, this five bucks at a time, baby. That's what you got to do. So yeah, once I'll... again, that's betonline.ag. All right. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, Someone in WWE made it onto foxnews.com in a good way. We're going to talk about that individual. And, of course, Bray Wyatt getting busy in the ring, and he's apparently bringing friends. Stick around for more on The Mark Oak Show on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM, The Talk of Las Vegas. We'll be right back. When it comes to having the right attorney in your corner, you want to have a proven winner on your side. And Russell Dutch Boyd of VegasCounsel.com knows how to win in Las Vegas. Boyd graduated at 18 years old from law school and is also a three-time World Series of Poker Bracelet winner. And no matter what legal challenges you're facing, Boyd will help you through it all. As a litigation attorney, he covers multiple areas of law, including personal injury, business law and startup, cyber law and crypto clients, and whatever else you might need to navigate the legal waters of Las Vegas and beyond. Just visit VegasCouncil.com to set up your free initial consultation today. That's VegasCounsel.com and let Dutch Boyd help you win today. Once again, that's Russell Boyd at VegasCouncil.com. FM, 720 AM, KDON, The Talk of Las Vegas.
1: Now, let's return to The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark
0: Hoke. All right, and we are back here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM, The Talk of Las Vegas. It is the station so darn nice, it's on your dial twice. Fish! Did I, did I say it out loud? Fish! What is your problem? I'm having an issue with you today. Why I you... want Vandergriff? Joe, will, will you do me a favor? Can you please just get Vandegrift in here and let's beat this fool up. Can we do it?
2: Uh, he can come to the school anytime he wants. Matt's usually training more than just about anybody that we have.
0: It shows too. So there you go, fish. I'll video. We'll put it up. I, I've learned how to do a code
1: red from from uh, Scarlet, so you know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you should have seen how you should have seen what he did from from the top rope yesterday. Oh yeah. Oh, tremendous.
0: Yeah, Vandergriff is. <laughs> That guy is so going somewhere very soon, yeah, Joe you it's
2: like he he's always working on something different, not relying on you know the same old hits it's yeah. like, it's like it's like you know kind of like the old days, remember it was like oh d d p he can hit the the diamond cutter from anywhere, and it was always like, where's he gonna do it from you know today. And it was like Matt Vandegrift, it was something with the top rope when he got whipped in, and I was just like, holy cow. And, you know, the crowd was just like, you know, always can't be looking at your phone at a Vandegrift match, I'll tell you that.
0: No, you can't. No, and he just wrestled Kenny King at Mecca, and those two just, to me, had the best match of the night, I thought, but that's just me.
2: Well, Matt's been the guy who's probably had the match of the night more times. And, you know, he's probably, it's probably not even going to be a race for the wrestler of the year this year. It's like, I think he's pretty much dominated the field.
1: It'll feel that much better when I beat him then. Oh,
0: stop. (laughs) Fish, he'll kill you. We will be wheelchairing you out.
2: Be we'll beat him in WWE 2K, but that's about it. Yeah, pretty much.
0: God, you were you were delusional. You're delusional. I in have your tricks paint. up my sleeve. You don't. There are no tricks up any of the sleeves that you have in any outfit that you own that could possibly, in any way whatsoever, help you defeat Matt Vandegriff. He's running scared. The young prodigy Bodie will tear you apart. <laughs> He'll tear you apart. And you want Vandegrift?
1: No. Big big
2: victory last night. Bodie defeated the cash in the case holder Braxton in the lumberjack match yesterday. Ouch. The crowd went crazy for Bodie as usual.
0: Yeah. How old is he now? 15?
2: 15, yes. You know, many people feel he's on a trajectory to be one of the youngest champions in wrestling history.
0: Yeah. That kid is amazing. He really is. They, you know, another guy on the FSW roster, so if you get a chance, to check him out. And he, and he's the nicest kid, too. He really is. Oh, I have no doubt. And, and, and it was kind of funny, real real fast side note. I was joking around with Amanda when we went to Mecca. she there? Th- we put up a picture of her when she met Bodie the one day at a card. And, uh, yeah, I, th- I think she thinks he's kind of cute, because every time I met bring it up, she gets ready to punch me. So, there you go. He's a heartthrob too. There you go. <laughs> oh my god! I will tell you, wrestling is Turn him heel. It's going to be great. Oh, you can't do that. Can can he grow facial hair yet? To you know, to, to uh, I'm get not the... sure,
2: but he's really been he really sprouted the last year.
0: He did. He's actually gotten a lot bigger. So. Uh,
2: I saw him yesterday. It's like he's actually doing like weight training and stuff now. Like he's you know sixteen, seventeen. I'm pretty sure you know there's going to be offers from different companies you know especially you know with guys like Sinbadie and Kenny King in good positions elsewhere you know Sinbadie's been actually just came back from a guest stint as a trainer at the developmental center so
0: Nice good for him that's awesome Yeah By the way real so, by the way real quick plug I want to just uh, say we we have Brian from uh, Las Vegas wrestling scene kind of sitting in with us we he and I got a chance to talk today. If you want to see everything that's going on in the Las Vegas independent scene, go to lasvegaswrestlingscene.com. He and his team have it all covered. Really, really cool website. So if you want to see what's happening, all of you around the world, please go check it out. It is a they, great work over there,
1: except for Saskatchewan because they're not listening to they're, us.
0: They're listening. They just they just come up as unknown. They don't they don't want to be picked out. But uh, anyway, back to the the bigger organizations here in professional wrestling. We had a little promo from that guy, that crazy little fella, the number one merchandise seller that, that Bray Wyatt dude. And uh, he's playing this little game where he's coming in the ring like a normal person. And people are showing up on the video screens that are just not good people. Apparently. As we now have an established character, an alter ego. It is Uncle Howdy. That's right, folks. Uncle Howdy. Duty.
2: No, it's uh alter ego. Maybe
0: it's Bo Dallas. I don't know who this is. It it's it's very interesting. He's kind of saying that you know when Bray's being sincere in the ring, that he's not being sincere and he's going to destroy everyone. I have to say the makeup job and everything was pretty cool. I like the the top hat with the the barbed wire around the rim. That was pretty neat. There, there, WWE but, you have to be careful though because there's a very <laughs> thin line between a slow burn and taking too long. I, I would agree, and and my worry, and I and I said this from the start that this whole thing could get very convoluted very quickly, and I I hope that if they're coming up with an alter ego or something like that, that we don't see another one and another one and another one. I just one hope they have an end game. Well, I'm sure. Well, and yeah, that that is an issue that they've had. Hopefully that uh, Rob Fee will help out with that. But but your reaction, guys, to what they're doing so far with Bray Bray Wyatt and this Uncle Howdy character. Like
1: like I said, it's all good as long as they know where they're going with it. If they can't decide where they're going with this and they're just stringing it along, then this is going to end up being like Otis winning the the money in the bank. It's going to be pointless. Joe, what did you think of that?
2: Well, uh, what I think is they have to be careful more about how supernatural it kind of gets. Mm -hmm. The last time they did it, it started getting a little bit far-fetched. And that's what they have to worry about. You know, obviously he's extremely creative and, and doing everything, but what happens when the matches start, you know, where did, where does it go? Because eventually he's got to have 15 minute matches and, you know, what's the sell of the match. I remember when, the, you know, they're first doing it and now all of a sudden we're watching it and it's green, the the screen. And it's like, well, had, it, it's kind of like the Papa Shango thing. It's cool and everything, but is he going to make somebody vomit in the ring? And, you know, to me, it, it became ridiculous. So I think it, it's easy to do if it's a TV show, but i it's a TV show, but it's a wrestling show. So, you know, once we get past everything and, and the people they bring in, you know, how are they? My question is, how do you incorporate, say, the six new characters into the existing show.
0: Yeah, it's going to be, it'll be really hard because, you know, one of the things that, you know, I love the original Bray Wyatt character, you know, the, the creepy guy from the swamp, you know, leading his, the Max Cady ripoff from uh, Cape Fear. Yeah. The, that, that, unfortunately John Cena in that situation kind of killed that, but then they just took it to places where, you know, I still remember the Randy Orton match with the, at WrestleMania with the, the, Bugs on the the mat and all that kind of weird stuff and the you know of course the feud with Orton where he had the uh, the corpse burn which was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen on professional wrestling and I, I oh, easy there no it, it was, it, it, didn't it, was give, it didn't give it didn't birth to it, a hand but you know, it, it was, it was hundred dumb
2: hundred things tied for number one so
1: that's yeah, true it was dumb I agree with you it, it, it was not the, the most intelligent thing. It was just like when i like i didn't like it i thought it was stupid like when alexa bliss like had the long tongue it was like
0: come on you're getting you're getting you're getting cartoonish now so you see where i'm where i'm going with yeah. with my concern that they have to be careful to not make this like i said there's a fine line they they have bat. to be they have to rein it in but not too much and and i you know you wonder if that's kind of where he and vince had their issues because you know, apparently Vince you know, Was putting the kibosh on a bunch of ideas And, you know, so he let Bray do some But not all And, you know, I almost wonder It and It's kind of an opposite of CM Punk When you think about it You know, you let CM Punk have all that Ability to say whatever the heck he wanted to say And it blew up in their face And if Triple H had Bray come in And say, hey, you know, we're going to give you all this license To do all this creative stuff you want to do Well, what if it's not good? Or what if it gets to be too much? And that's what I'm worried about with this. I don't I don't want to see this get ruined. Is
2: Not everything's going to be good, you know? How many times are you going to put Happy Corbin on TV? You know, how, how many of their segments? The thing is, when the Bray Wyatt segment isn't good, more people at least are going to be watching it when they try to bring in these other guys and they're trying to set up this feud with Mad Cat Moss and Happy Corbin nobody cares about it so whether it's good or not we don't even know if it's any good because it's crap and and or nobody cares you know right now they're in the position where everybody cares anything Bray Wyatt does If they decide they're going to bring in Bo Dallas and make him a star, the fans are going to buy into it because now he's related and he's part of the Bray Wyatt thing. So now here's the opportunity for five or six other people to become relevant in the wrestling world that they may not have been or they were just, you know, bit bit players. Now they have to step up and... You know, some things are going to hit, some things are going to miss. I think that's the the, the the Bray Wyatt thing has so many chances to n- not be good in certain ways. And it's, some people are going to love it. And some people are going to be like, oh, my God, this is like the Katie Vick thing to where it's like when you're watching with a non-wrestling fan and they look at you and say, you like this stuff?
0: Excellent point. Yep. You know, but I one other thing before I wrap that discussion up. Is you guys do know who Bray Wyatt's uncle is? Actually, he's got a couple. You know that, right? And I know one of them has had health issues, but you do know that Barry Windham, yeah, is Bray Wyatt's uncle. Uncle Howdy. Just saying.
2: Barry Windham was. I, I knew he was related to the Widowmaker guy, but uh, I never knew about Windham.
0: Yeah, and Kendall and Kendall too. Don't forget Kendall. Uh, I don't think anybody would really be excited about Kendall Wyndham showing up but
2: You mean you mean the guy the uh, a horseman that was lower on the scale than Paul Roma, Kendall Wyndham? Yeah, I don't
0: yeah, remember him. Yeah, that guy. But I'm just putting it out there. Just for fun. You know? I don't think there's anything to it. Okay. I'm I'm just saying there's an uncle. There is a legit wrestling uncle. That's it. Speaking of more family,
2: so you know he he might tax Bray Wyatt for (laughs) employing six other guys. You know
0: that would be a hell of a way for the whole thing to end. Is that IRS comes in and audits him? That would be. Sorry, I'm just saying. But uh, another. Speaking of another family member popping up on WWE, NXT actually got some mainstream attention this week. I don't know if you saw it, but I I was shocked to see that this made this was on. Fox News. Oh, it wasn't Emma coming back to SmackDown. No, it, it wasn't Emma News. coming back to SmackDown. But. Tyrus is back in WWE. You got his own show again. No. God, I hate Uh-oh. you guys. Um, Eva Marie? Are you. Okay, guys, say what you're going to say. Get them all out. Dominic Mysterio turning heel. Come on. Joe, you have any? Uh, what
2: do you got? I, I'm good with the Tyrus thing.
1: Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nobody's good with the Tyrus thing. <laughs> the Rock's daughter made her debut on NXT this week. Her debut. She is um, part of the stable, the schism, and uh, popped up as the mystery hooded figure that they had flying around out there. She is known as Ava Rain in WWE.
2: is that you have the Rock's daughter on your show and you don't use her last name either?
0: Well, you know, and that was interesting because I was going to get to that, that the. She actually was discussing that in an interview. But just in terms of, you know, she showed up on NXT this week. Of course, fourth generation, which everyone is saying that's the first time that's happened. And I, I suppose it's a legit possibility. But, you know, she came in, cut a promo. We'll see where that all goes. But uh, are, are you guys excited to see this move with her? You know, because she said this is her family now and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, so obviously trying to push herself maybe away from the legacy of the rock to get out on her own. Uh what do you think, fellas? Well, she
2: better stay on the legacy of the rock because nobody's going to care. She'll just be another person. That's like I'm waiting for the uh you know, the rock's daughter versus mankind's daughter in uh, in the feud to settle 2026.
0: Fiscal.
1: I I completely agree with Joe. I think that I, I think that it's an absolute mistake. I think as much as you you don't want to ride the coattails, the only reason why anyone's going to care is because she's the Rock's daughter.
2: Yeah, and she, she probably has no no skill set right now to be considered anything, but because it's the Rock's daughter, it's they're going to get press.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and she actually addressed the <laughs> issue that you guys mentioned on Twitter where she said I could build my entire career around my father, and people would still bash me anyway. So, to a point, I I get it because she's kind of in a no win situation with that. Because if she came, you know, comes out and says, "Well, I'm the Rock's daughter," hi, you know. It, but the way no, but I disagree because the way to win is to come out and be a great wrestler.
1: Well, yeah, definitely. But I'm just saying in terms of the identity of who she's going to be. Yeah, but trying know, to, to hide the identity by by changing your name, I think, is worse because then when people you when know, people, people who don't Ted, know people who are the casual fan who don't know and find out they're like why didn't you let us know earlier yeah and
2: and look what happened in the past like Ted DiBiase Jr. he was devoid of any of the personality his father had and and despite trying to push him down people's throats he, they had to they had to release him because nobody cared he he was he was nothing like his dad
1: and the same thing you know, with Curtis and, Axel
2: Right, you know, again, two of the most entertaining guys in the history of professional wrestling have kids, and it's mind-boggling how they don't have one ounce of that charisma.
0: Yeah, I mean, I you know, I thought the promo was fine. You yeah, know? I, I mean, she's she's raw. She'll
1: get better, but you know, didn't they push Nia Jax as a relative of the Rock?
2: And how did that how did that fare? Yeah, it's like you, you, eventually. And, and, and sooner rather than later, you're going to have to stand on your own. And, you know, Randy Orton was way better than his father. So, you know, it it was easy for him. His, His father was, a lot of people don't realize how big a star Randy Orton's dad was.
1: He was ace.
0: Yeah. Cowboy Bob Orton. I'm
2: even going back to the grandfather Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah his they,
0: grandfather People don't know that about Orton I mean, his grandfather was a, a very popular wrestler But I do believe Bob Orton's in the Guinness Book
1: of World Record For the longest time to heal a broken bone <laughs> Probably
0: <laughs> It was a great cast But, you know, it is very tricky for, for these kids to come in and especially when their parents have such an incredible legacy. I mean, it's, it's got to be
1: impossible. It's got to be not impossible. But it's got to be very difficult to try to live up that legacy, too. So I understand why she doesn't want to. But in this industry, I think you almost have to acknowledge
0: your, the bloodline. Well, and that was my problem with Braun Breaker and the whole thing, too, that when Breaker first came in, that they didn't acknowledge he was a Steiner and just pretended like. You know, there was there was one mention of dog face gremlin, if I remember right, early on. Until they, I
2: thought they, I thought they did mention it. They just had them have a different name.
0: Yeah. Well, they eventually they did, and they, you know, they brought Rick and Scott in, or Rick in, and, you know, you, he, know he'd, he'd be involved,
2: you could look at it two ways. It's like, okay, let's see if this guy could fly on his own, and then when we do that, it makes it even bigger. But my thinking is, you let people know because especially on an NXT, if this girl comes out, what's her name? Eva Rain, you said? Eva Rain, yep. Okay, she comes out, and nobody knows it's The Rock's daughter. If she's garbage, people are going to know it's it's garbage. If they say it's The Rock's daughter, she has a chance to really fall quickly because they're like, oh, it's The Rock's daughter. It's the only reason she got a spot on the show because she's terrible. So, you know, it, it, there's so many different ways to look at it, but, you you know, th- they're getting signed because they're related. You know, Solo Sokoa got signed. I would I we thought he wasn't ready yet. We thought it was going to take him a while before he got signed. We were pretty certain he was going to get signed, but it was just like, oh, crap, he's leaving next month. And it's like he hasn't had that many matches, but they didn't care because they felt that the bloodline of what he was doing that they would be able to, you know, take him and, and, and granted his skill set for a guy as inexperienced as he was, he was, he was very, very good. But he was a lot greener than a lot of other people that had been around. And but but he picked it up and and look at him now you know so
1: to steal a line you know. from Sami Zayn he's feeling very usy
2: yeah. yes. Uh, yes you know i've yeah,
1: never it, seen the rock or or the rock roman reigns or jay
0: who laugh as hard as they did when he said that <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good yeah we'll we'll be getting to everything that happened on smackdown and raw and, and so <laughs> i just made me laugh when i was watching it just watching them crack up <laughs> yeah a little later on but yeah this is gonna but this will be interesting and and it is really hard for these kids when they come in that they they have to live up to a legacy like this and I mean, like, you're right. Especially, it's the legacy of The
1: Rock. It's a lot easier if you have to live up to the legacy of, you know, Duke the Dumpster Drossy.
0: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you know, you're talking about not only one of the most popular wrestlers of all time, but he's probably the most popular actor. Yeah. One of the the most human human beings in the world. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, so you, I mean, to a point, you can't blame her for trying to separate a little bit. Because she wants to make a name on her own. No, and absolutely. But in the, and it, but the
1: problem is in this industry, you almost have to, you, to a certain extent, you have to ride on their coattails to get that. Because I
2: got, the, a, I got a question: Mick Foley's daughter. I knew they signed her, but you never heard a thing with her.
0: I think she. I think she stopped wrestling, if I remember okay. right. You know, because yeah, I think he threw you her, know, her off, the of a, uh, off, the, off the top of a off the the top of a cell.
2: <sighs> you know, Bret Hart's son tried to wrestle, and Benoit's kid, and. And all these guys,
1: and well, yeah, Rick Flair's kids. Obviously, I mean, obviously Charlotte, but and Charlotte's a great example. She's living. She's made her own reputation, her own name for herself. Obviously, because she's uber talented and 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 great at what she does. But she
0: also used the Flair name. Yeah, and then you have Brian, you know, Brian Pillman Jr., who's struggling with that. You know, he's. He's okay, but,
2: but again, because he was getting pushed because of the name, and he was nowhere near ready. David Flair was was the worst,
1: right? But but Brian Pillman doesn't have. I mean, and as great as Brian Pillman, his dad was, the legacy of living up to Brian Pillman is a hell of a lot easier than living up to The Rock or living up to Ric Flair.
2: Yeah.
0: So well, we'll see where she ends up.
2: But Hogan's a uh, kid, you know. He 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 had inklings about it, and you know. It's way more difficult than than people want to believe.
0: Yeah, and and getting that extra pressure not easy. No, yeah. Well, you know, you know what they should do though. Oh, good lord! You know what they should do? to Take the pressure off. They ought to go grab be- breakfast right now because if you guys are driving around out there and you need something to eat, I'm telling you right now, get over to Unique Eats. It's just down the street from us. We're not gonna let you in the station if you go over there, but you can get some fantastic omelets. Great breakfast, pastas, award-winning pieces from celebrity chef Dominic Tedesco. The food's off the hook, guys, and it's not going to break the bank. You're going to absolutely love it. It's quality quality food you know, at a decent price. 3100 South Durango, Sweet 100. Uh, and, of course, you go to uniqueeatslv.com, check out their menu, and they do unbelievable catering as well. They're open until 3 o'clock, so stop on over, Unique Eats and chow down. Have a blast. Smoothies, all sorts of neat stuff. Hey, we'll be back with more here on the Mark Hoke Show. Second hour coming up. More pro wrestling news and entertainment on KDWN 1015 FM 720 AM. The talk of Las Vegas.